Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, friend. How's it going? It's hot. It's going good, but it's hot. (laughs) It's hot, just like I like it. Just just like you like it, right. This studio is hot. I like it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm super excited. We have a guest on and we are all on Zoom. So we're just going to kind of hop right into it today. Uh, we have Chris Devillier. She's got many, 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 many amazing things and titles and whatnot. Just going to read a little bit quickly about her. Uh, she's a registered naturopathic diplomat. She's board certified naturopathic doctor. She is board certified holistic health practitioner, master herbalist, certified natural health professional, certified natural health consultant, certified iridologist which is reading the eyes which is very very awesome also chris i've never had you read my eyes i'm sure i mean i'm sure you've read them (laughs) (laughs) um she is also a member of the american association of drugless practitioners which is awesome my certification also um goes through that um also a member of the brobridge chamber of commerce and so many other awesome things um, she is in Soul Naturals with me, and I get the privilege to just learn from her on actually the daily now. Um, it was, you know, I got to learn very often from her, but now every single day we have our morning calls um, with our team, and it's just, she's unbelievable and so amazing, and so I've known that I wanted to get her on for quite some time. Um, so welcome, Chris DeVillier, to Activate. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen and Steph, for uh, thinking so highly of me to bring me on board. Yes, I just can't wait um, for everybody to hear. Now, there's so many other amazing things, and I'm sure there's so many other, I don't even know what to call it, not titles, but hats you wear and things like that. Um, But one of the main things that I love is you always help me correct my language especially towards myself and so we always are trying to help women to get unstuck on this podcast and just you know help to get women to propel themselves forward and as we know especially with our daily calls um you know that is the biggest thing is we get stuck and we use words um that we would never use towards other people with ourselves and even though i am one of those people if i hear somebody say something i'm like oh my goodness take it back don't say that out loud but i'm the worst with myself and we just went through that in hawaii right yes that's so true You know, when I was 20 years old, and I'm going to let y'all know, I come from the Cajun culture. An American Indian one time told me to embrace who I am, what my culture is, and the way I speak. So if I use a term or word that you cannot understand with your ears, um, I often have a friend say she'll put on her Cajun hearing aids. (laughs) So uh, I'll get Kristen to stop me and, you know, just 
ver you know, clarify that. So one of the major things that happened when I was 21 years old, um, I got engaged listening or, well, back then it was just reading books. We did not have the computers like we do now. And when I was in high school, we had one computer for our entire high school. So I've come a long way in very self-taught in that area. When I look, I read a book on Tony Robbins. I've, you know, always dabbed deep into how can I help myself to become better, no more, but especially in the way that we treat ourselves. And so the journey began in many avenues in Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. Um, that one dates back to the 1980s. And the, one of her first chapters is, what are you saying in the mirror to yourself? Mm -hmm. Which is a huge door that you open. Um, we have, I've brought it up a couple of times on the podcast in the last few weeks, how I'm working through the May Cause Miracles book. Um, it's a hard one for me because it asks you to completely surrender. It tells you to deal with your fears straight on and all of those kinds of different things. And so I thought I was doing really well. Um, I, but I only made it to like day four or five. And, um, I even then was trying to hold myself accountable. As you know, um, I was reading it on our morning calls. I would tell everybody the morning part and affirmation, we would do it together. The first time I picked it up to read it to our team, I couldn't, I was sobbing and shaking and, um, and then I kind of fell off the wagon. And so then we started it again yesterday, which was huge for me because I was able to get through day one and then day two today, feeling confident and strong about it. Um, and so also one of the things I've been telling the girls, um, on our call is while you're doing your affirmations to be breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, tapping, um, for those of you who don't know what tapping is, it's tapping by your thymus. Is that? Thymus. Yep. The thymus gland actually activates our immune system. So when we, the thymus and the spleen in Chinese medicine work together, but when we tap, so whether or not we're tapping between the eyebrows and the top of the nose, that is a center point that often, you know, when you take courses on tapping, that's the starting point, but that's the pineal gland. Okay. So you're actually opening up a new vision. So the reason we're tapping with the words is to see the words differently. And the thymus gland, so you'll actually tap between the brows, you come down, you tap underneath each eye, which I call them the sodium and potassium points because in muscle testing or kinesiology. And this is how all of this kind of intertwines together because they all intricately could be layered in a chart that could be as big as, I don't know, a whole, um, I can't even get a description of where we would put it because I guess on the pyramids, but that's what they have. They actually have the pyramids with all the, um, visuals in the way in which they use the art. So the thymus gland is actually between the clavicles. And that is a point where when we're tapping on it and we're burning in those new words, but if you think of Tarzan, he tapped on his thymus gland to activate the ah, and it actually gave him strength. It actually gave him courage. It gave him a way to get out of fear and just go out and conquer things. Hmm. Very wow. cool. Yeah. Okay. So I, 
<laughs> I never knew. I just knew that I was supposed to be tapping. I didn't really know why. Now I'm going to be tapping like Tarzan. Um, but like you said, the mirror part of it, and I know that it's coming up in the book. And so I've been mentioning to the girls, if you're feeling brave enough already or confident enough already, try to get in front of the mirror while you're doing these affirmations or afterwards or throughout the day as you're setting a timer. Um, and I know that it's very, very, very hard. Um, so I love that a lot of this Louise Hay stuff is also being brought up in that book and how they all kind of like intertwine. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, if you look in the back of your book, Hay House should be the actual publisher because they are all uh, byproducts of Hay House Publishing, which Louis Hay, Hay owned. Um, there's a whole group of them and I still get the publishing side of it, but um, not sure, you know, on that one in particular, but I know she was a part of Louise Hay's um, <clears throat> network of people for many years. And Louise actually started in her fifties and it was all in starting with men with AIDS. And that's how to have a positive, safe place to all come together. And she actually called it the hay wagon back in the days. Hmm. But it was all about how can we get them in a safe place using proper language, not feeling so defeated. And she would actually work through them in the mirror effect in order to help them just embrace who you are. You were put on earth to be who you are. And why can't you show up in the world like this to empower other people? And when we can, we yes, we're all gonna struggle every day, but what's in your toolbox? So I was gifted, um, my grandfather in their days, they had a um, shoe box and it was actually made of wood. They shine their shoes. And in his box was just all his little personal things later on in life. And I now have that box. But what I have a note inside is a note to me. So when I need a pick me up, when I'm not in a good place, what is the tool? What are the tools that I have in that box in order for me to speak differently than me and get my coherent frequency? We all have a coherent frequency that goes back to... um, um I can see his work right now in front of my face. And it's like, why am I not coming? David Hawkins. And he actually has the vibrational frequencies of different words. And that you can even layer into more today because we have so much more progress. And, you know, when we look at what those lower vibrational words are and we're staying there, then we'll never attain what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And why are we speaking that lowly to ourselves. Well, yes, we possibly had a parent that did that to us, but we're adults now, so and we're parenting a child, so why aren't we changing us? And that was the big wake-up call for me, was how can I speak differently to me, to my children, to my husband? You know, the power of the praying wife is one of the things that I'll often, when people are in my office, it's like, if I see they're struggling and I ask them the question, are you leaving him tomorrow? Nope. Well, then here's this book, The Power, mm. Power of a Praying Wife. And if you don't have a husband, then start that book now. Wow. Um, I just opened my thing behind me today and looked through all my books and that was on the top. Yeah. Wow. And 
So what we do, what I teach people to do often is, is if you, and I actually have a story with a friend in South Florida, um, the husband she has today, we actually worked on that and her and I both left and went to Louisiana and guess where she met him? She was going to a class reunion. She met him at the class reunion and we had just worked on opening up. So you take one drawer in your Chester drawer and is it empty? Is there a space in your closet empty? Because if you're taking up your whole space, then you don't have room for someone to come and share. So what I'll do is I'll have them put that book, The Power of the Praying Wife in there, and then they'll have to deposit stickies of what is the character of the person you are looking for and also what you don't want. Mm, Because a lot of times we learn what we don't want. So if you aren't speaking those words and looking and saying, you know, this is the direction I want to go in, then how can you ever get there if you aren't using them properly? And if it's okay um, for me to mention this, I was working with Steph or she talked about a new program she was going to be starting. So I get a text message from one of my girls who was on the call this morning, who's been joining us for the first time this week. And she just found out she did not pass her test that was going to get her into radiology school and she has to take some one phase of it over and she's kind of upset but you know what she said well that's it I'm going to get on those calls you've been telling me about because now I need to do something with my summer yeah well I go in there I invite her but while I'm in there I'm looking at a word that was used and it was called push and I looked at the definition and this is what I did years and years and years ago um I had dyslexia as a child. Uh, I think that creates so much more fight in a person Mm -hmm. to do more, to listen better, to hear, you know, when you had an Italian priest that was up and you you're in mass and your parents are pulling your ears, but it's like, I can't hear him or understand him. You read lips, you do whatever it takes to offset that weakness and find your strengths. And how can you, work on it. So one of my ways in which that when I didn't like myself about something, I would figure out what word I was using. I would first of all, use the English um, version of the definition of it. But I would also go to the um, England, like, you know, like, how do they because we have two English languages. Mm -hmm. And I would go and see what their their definition was, I would write that down. Then I would take the Bible verses, I would go to my concordance, I would look up all my words, and I would bring that in. And I would say, well, I don't want that word. This mm-hmm. is not, this doesn't feel good. I don't like the way this makes me feel. Well, what is the synonym? How can I get to the opposite? So today, what I did instead, I looked up push, and this is the part, the act of exhorting force yeah. on someone. And I said, well, why would we want to exhort force on someone? So I went and I, I looked up what is the antonym and it would be to rise. And I said, all I did was send both definitions uh, to Steph. And I just said, hey, just read these. You didn't it even say that, okay I don't you, think. I want you to push me. If I'm on a bike and we're in Zoom, you know, a spin class, I want you to push me. <laughs> 
right. Not off the bike, but push me to pedal more or get that heart rate up or whatever. But when we are truly working through life, you see what happens is it goes back to Marshall Rosenberg's not um, nonviolent communication. So I have all the list and I keep them in my office at all times in this uh, area that I am at in my home. I had them literally on my wall when I was raising my children of what words you do not want to use. And are you giving them a choice? Or So my children had to choose their punishments. They had to have three of their own punishments. So they had six written on the refrigerator. And whenever something happened, depending on what the you know, um, how level of it was, mm -hmm. was how, which group they had to choose from. So they could never blame me for being a bad mom and punishing them. They chose. Wow. So I always, uh, always told my children, you know, we have a choice of what words we use. We have a choice of what actions we do. We have a choice of what consequences to the actions that we do. And that was where all of that started when in my you know late 20s and 30s and through my 30s I got to a wall I was 36 years old and I said I don't like who I am hmm. I don't like who I'm becoming and I want to be something different and I mean the minute I said that kind of like um today in, in the call Kristen wrote something down and she visioned you know, she had that vision and it happened two days later. Well, this one happened like almost the next day and the following week would be a continuation of how I got into natural health. I had already taken classes. I had a lot of background in it, but the person I would meet would just, I mean, it would just be a skyrocket from there. Wow. Yeah. I love that idea of having those words and looking up those definitions and then deciding like, is this a way I want to just, is this a word I want to use to describe myself? Or is this a word I want to keep in my life? Like, or what is the opposite of this word? I love that. That's powerful. And that's how you change your future. And oftentimes, yes, sometimes we only know the words that were spoken to us. I often tell people when, and you know, I know this is, um, threading on thin water right now with, you know, so much going on in the world, mm. but I'll tell people your GPS determined your faith or your religion. If, I mean, I was Cajun, we were exiled everywhere. If I would have come from the North, I could have been Mormon. <laughs> you know, mm. I, it, it's just your GPS and when you were born and of where or what your parents exposed you to. And you, you know, oftentimes they say we have a choice, but no, you did the best with what you, what you had. Mm -hmm. And when you know better, you make different choices. You're, you empower yourself to change that direction in which the road that the road less traveled, you know, I, I own that book. It's, and that was one of the things I stayed at the library. I went, I couldn't afford books when I was younger, but I stayed at the library. My children would go and get their books. And I was in the self-help uh, section of, of the library. So empowering ourselves and choosing a word starts with the way you speak to yourself in the mirror first thing in the morning. Uh, yesterday, I was in a bit of a um, one of those little slums and I needed to pull myself out. And I have seven literal movies that I choose to watch 
in the event that I need to get my coherent frequency. So what I did, I chose Wayne Dar, who Louise Hay and Wayne Dar were very good friends. And it's actually his movie, The Shift. And it's very powerful, you know, in the words of that he uses when the guy is, so in the movie, this guy doesn't get the biggest job of his screening career so he's the actual person who's going to be the production and he doesn't get the job and I mean he's at first beating himself up and he meets this guy playing a piano and the guy he says to him he says why why aren't you a piano player and he says well he said when I was young I was very very good and I would watch the audience watch me and if I did well everybody applauded but if I made an error they were all, they weren't approval of me. And he said, mm-hmm. from that point on, I never chose to play for an audience. I only played for myself and I became the best piano player ever. So hardly anybody listens to my music because I was going to be good enough for me and that was going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. The Kleenex, give me the Kleenex. Um. You talk no, about empowering women. Women often don't have somebody in their life to take them by the hand in this way in which that I, you know, often empower women. And I tell people all the time, you know, if you don't have a savings account in your own name as a woman and start it, it's $50, but get $5 a month in it. I've mm-hmm. done that my entire life. Mm-hmm. It, and that's because it gives you value that you have something to fall back on for yourself to empower who you are. And that's what we're here to do today. That's what you two amazing women do every day in your podcast is how can we empower other women and bring about their best selves? And I'm going to tell you until they're around people like you and me, they never have somebody. It's always about how bad you did, never giving you a compliment, never knowing that you could do better. Cause all we want is to hear someone like us. And that's what that music was all about. Yeah. Well, or again, like what they grew up with or what, you know, the limiting beliefs come from or whatever. Um, and you know, we're so lucky to have so many strong women and empowering women and supportive women. Um, you know, that, that is, it's just hard to find. And, you know, you hear that, that saying of like, you're only as successful as like the five people that you surround yourself with the most or whatever. And that's so true. I've, you know, I have a very good sense of people just in general and, you know, as you get to know people and things like that, and you see people with the negativity and everything, and you're like, well, look at who you're surrounding. You know, a lot of times people don't want to get out of that, or they're afraid to get out of that, or whatever that looks like. Um, one of the things that you talk about is that frequency of the words, and I know that you have a chart, maybe we can like share that with people. Um, but can you give an example of that? I don't even remember now, like what we spoke about in Hawaii. Um, so Chris does a lot of energy and body work as well. Um, and so when we were in Hawaii, she listened to me. She just, we were in a room and I was talking and 
and she was listening and she had her hand over my stomach and I won't go completely into what happened that night, but let's just say everything got cleared out big time. Um, but I can't even remember what I was saying. And had I have heard myself saying those things, I would never have allowed, you know, if it was somebody else, I would have never allowed somebody to say all of those things about themselves or about the situation. Um, and so, you know, saying like the power of this word and it's that, that frequency or the vibration or whatever of this word, and let's choose this word instead, it's going to bring, you know, forth that much better energy, for instance, um, we talk about oftentimes that? when people will say oh there's no power in a word and i say really well isn't there a note in every word we speak so we do something called evox which is the frequency of the w vibrational frequency that you're putting out through your voice box hmm. when we use a specific word it falls into specific frequency categories so when people tell me oh this not, that's not true and I, i'll often ask them how does your cell phone ring and they said oh they'll tell you the tune they'll tell you all kind of things and i say no what i mean if you have your uh, volume down what how does that cell phone how do you receive that call mm. The and vibration. Like, it'll come out with the radio wave or the vibration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have this um, curiosity of mine, but I often take a the natural natural National Geographic has the sound wave for every single national forest, the different um, rock formations, and so if we're going to be going to a specific area. I go and I go listen to their vibrational frequencies because it it's a geographic. And so I love speaking to geologists because geologists know this. And it's so funny because in Brobridge, Louisiana, we have a geologist that was from uh, North Dakota who relocated and he married a best friend of mine. So I love when we can meet up because we have these amazing conversations of all the different vibrational frequencies of different rocks. And then you're not like strange or something when you're having this conversation. <laughs> so when people use, and I have at my office, I literally have this on a sticky. If a person's using the word, uh, words that either blame words that put judgment or words that are worry. And there's one more and I cannot remember it right now, but I can even tell you which part of the brain. So according to Dr. Amen, you go back to what frequency of the brain that person is not being able to shift gears out of. Mm -hmm. When you use specific words in telling me your story, I'm just connecting it to where you are stuck or what is your pattern in life. And blame is a huge one for a lot of people. And it's normally going to be uh, when we start using the terms ADD, ADHD, uh, dyslexia, that's all going to fall underneath that center point. And that's the blame. I'm going to blame my mom. I'm going to blame this one. I'm going to blame because I had to go to work too young in life, whatever. You know, we have a whole array. But fear, of, okay, so fear is the actual 
frequency of a hundred, but the emotion behind it. So when you learn what all the emotions are, words are behind the major word, that's when people talk about their anxiety. So when they're in anxiety, they are in fear of taking control of their own life. They want somebody else to take care of them so they can blame them for everything that goes wrong. Mm. Um, so <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> life view is frightening. So they will be in fear of they'll tell you a story of their vacation and how they didn't get down at this restaurant and they stayed with the kids and they made their husband go get it. And I was and I'll often bring up, wow, you really see life in a, you know, a, a fearful way. Oh, no, no, I'm not fearful. And I'm, I'm saying, OK, you just told me five stories. So that's when I know that they're still not lined up to make the change. Um, so, but one of the things in order for us to up level, we have to bring on affirmations. Mm -hmm. It has to take place. And oftentimes people will say, you can't just say affirmations and your life's gonna change. No, it's to get your words to change how you speak about yourself. So courage is always the place you wanna bring people to and it's feasible for them to find a way to write affirmations down. So in my consultations, I do one-on-one -on -one consultations with people and I will often watch when I'm speaking to them, especially if I'm saying a, a affirmation that aligns with them and it's gonna help them move out of something, whether or not they write it down or not. Mm. If they are not writing it down, they want to either call you later. They want to, she told me something in there, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so this person really isn't ready mm -hmm. to make that change because they're not writing it. So when they'll say, oh, well, can you say that again? I'm going to write it down now. And I say, no, I'm going to wait till you're ready. Mm. And oftentimes that, that brings up one of, the, you know, a wall, something like that. But that's where you have to get them to trust you wow. because that's where trust comes in. So each word starts building upon each other. And, you know, that's David Hawkins work, but he was the first one to come out with the key, well, to have books. And, and I'm sure there were people be before him, but that's the key kinesiology. That's how we bring that to that next level. When I was 21 years old, I was certified in kinesiology and I did, I took courses on what was called one brain. One brain is where we go back and find out what your trauma age was because there's, as you get older and older, there's many trauma ages. And as you go back to that trauma age and clear that, then you can actually get to the probable cause, which is always before age eight. When you're going to do the work before age eight, and most people don't even remember that time, then you're going to truly unblock. And the belly button, the reason in which a long time ago, we um, started having people put poultresses. So poultress is where you open a capsule and you pack it in the belly button. Oh, God. And the reason... <laughs> which that you put it in the belly button is because the belly button is choice or no choice. It is the link that brings you back to your mother and it brings you back to the point of conception to clear 
all cellular matter. Whoa. How crazy. Now you know the, I'm watching her, uh, Steph's, because she's always heard this from everybody, but you've never known the Why? purpose in which, because I have the charts from one brain and in one brain, the belly button br gives you every choice or every no choice. That's your center. But that's, and oftentimes some people will muscle test back to that point because, oh no, you know, I don't have a choice. My life was this way. No. Yes, you have a choice. You can change it today. How cool. Well, because that's what we do with all of our kids, right? That can't swallow the probiotic is we put the probiotic in their belly button. Um, so we're like clearing them already. We're saving their life. Well, the belly button or the umbilical cord will have all the toxins that were given from the mama to the baby. Right. And they're saying how much, like when they're doing the test on the umbilical cords today, they're saying how many actual toxins are within that the chemicals. And when we say toxins, uh, that's chemicals, that's xenoestrogens, that goes back to pesticides, insecticides, any food additives like MSG, monosodium glutamate, or uh, going back to alcohol. There's, there's eight categories that fall under the word toxin. And in natural health or holistic health, I often see people use it incorrectly and it's, they need to be more aware of using that term because, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I'm just detoxing. And I'm like, well, if you would learn what eight category you're actually moving out, you could help yourself better. Yeah. So cool. Wow. Um, just so you know, I'm just sweating having this belly button conversation. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Kristen has a thing with belly buttons. And so this was, as soon as we started talking about it, I knew she was going to be like, oh my goodness. I almost made a throwing um, up sound, but I thought that was disrespectful. So I held it in. I have, a, I struggle hard with belly buttons. <laughs> right. Um, Very interesting, Kristen. I, I know. I'm like, what does this mean? Now I'm like wondering like what that is about. <laughs> and it, it could be that you were impeded on your choice center not having a choice, being forced upon. So that's why we want to use certain words. Mm. Oftentimes when we're working with people in order for their wall not to come up is if they were a person who was bullied by a parent figure and you use an, a violent word, you will block that person and that person will not become their most creative self. And when I'm working on somebody with a project, I have a tendency to want to be misperfectionist on, you know, things that I accomplish. And that's why I don't actually finish task. But you know, <laughs> amazing quotes like uh, this other girl we have, Kristen, she is just, um, how you say that? She's bringing it all out of us for sure. So no, and that just came after she started the mushrooms, by the way, I don't know if you know that, but she was not in her place. Yes. Organized. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Correct. So Kristen, when we go back to the um, choice and no choice center. Mm -hmm. So if we're having issues there, it, it absolutely goes back to before age eight. Hmm. something that stemmed from that. Mm -hmm. um, 
a strong-willed child, even though they're told no, like I have one daughter who's strong-willed and the other one's compliant because mm-hmm. she was, she had you know and so one of them you know joined the military everything everybody told her she couldn't do well she was going to do it she moved she was 20 years old got in a car a u-haul truck and moved to colorado and you know i'm at the end of my driveway like darn wish that was me when i was 20 you know (laughs) but i was boohooing whereas the other one stayed in our home till 30. got married and left but you know and it's like now she lives 40 minutes away and it's kind of hilarious but one of the things i always did to my children was when they started driving they had to have a map in their car a physical map because i learned how to travel with a map and they were like mom we don't need this and i'm like yes you will because you're never going to be told you can't go anywhere and so needless to say i didn't know my daughter was going to take off and you know go somewhere but she did (laughs) well in the part where we give people a choice so i had a daughter who was a um a mardi gras pageant queen and she traveled all of louisiana for a whole year and this is what i would do when i couldn't go with her i would get her map we would map it out and i would tell her you're going to make it and you're going to go and you're going to do this. And sometimes it was a camp in the woods somewhere wow. and she always made it. She wow. always made it. So we want to, you know, however you want to empower people. And one of the major things was I was told unendingly what I could not do. Mm-hmm. And I was um, subjected with a lot of fear and guilt, but mm-hmm. I stayed stuck for 20 years in a word called shame. And do you know that that's a 20? There's only one lower than that. And it's lust. It's actually not on his chart. It's actually as we're progressing in this work, they're finding it more and more. And when people want to doubt this, I do want to let y'all know in Arizona, there actually is a place that measures the frequency of the earth. Like, in other words, right now, we're at one of the lowest frequencies. Um, after 9-11, we were at the highest ever frequency of love in Ameri- in, in the mm. world. So there is a center that's been doing this for a very, very long time. A lot of people do go to that center. So it is actually a place that is, you know, alive and running. And so in staying in shame, You buy into the word humiliation and you stay miserable. Mm. And I finally got enough of being miserable and had enough. But as I was raising my children, I said, one thing I will not do is I will always give them choice. Mm. And, you know, whatever it was, it was like, nope, you're always going to have a choice. And whether it was to punish them, whether it was for success, (laughs) no matter what, and you know, I was always about, you need a coach. Let's get you a coach. You need a, you need somebody to talk to. We never called the person a therapist. We actually found them a mentor that they could have a sacred space with. Love that. Yeah, me too. So let me ask you, so just not knowing you from before this. So when you're talking about like having consultations with people and stuff like, like for me right now, I feel like I need you in my life, but what, (laughs) what is it like? So what actually do you do in your consultations? Like, what are you exactly working with? I assume women, men, everybody, who do you work with exactly? 
My motto is meeting people where they are. So mm -hmm. I do one-on-one -on -one consultations with people. You call my office in Burrowbridge, Louisiana. My website is actually natureslinkwellness.com. Mm -hmm. um, it has a lot of the information of the work I do, but one of the things you will not find is this work on there. So oftentimes people will say to me, um, you, you have any energy, you know, background or classes? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, yeah. I've had a lot. <laughs> grandfather, my grandfather was actually a French word called a traiteuse. So a traiteuse is a healer. And mm. they, you know, whether or not you think in the Christian churches, laying on hands, people who pray for other people, my grandfather could not read or write, but he was the one of the most spiritual men I knew. Um, so what I do within my consultations be, this work with what I call the five sensories, so whether or not it's our voice, our language, our smell, our ears, our sight, or our touch and feel is all things controlled by the central nervous system. So I have, through the years and how I became involved in natural health, has always linked that together. Because the central nervous system is going to control your emotions. It's going to control your mind. It's going to control your actions. It's going to con it's going to be the center that either think about all these children today with taste or foods that can't mix or things like that. That's a central nervous system. If we could just get that draw driven down and the last seven years, that's what comes up with everybody. Before that, that wasn't it. So I do one-on-one -on -one consultations, but within it, I have taken very advanced classes on what we call spiritual phytoessencing. So it's using plant medicine in the way in which that we help people clear things up in whatever, you know, whether or not it came in through the belly button, through the parents, past generations, or what you know, we are a byproduct of every DNA that we've had. And I don't want to go into controversial things of whether or not past lives exist or things like that. That's not my point. Um, I just understand when you're here and now, what is that energetic frequency that you're coming from? Mm -hmm. And within my consultations, um, we use something called a Zyto hand cradle, which is a biofeedback machine, which is all based on what they have used for thousands, you know, hundreds of years in Arizona. Sorry, it started in the uh, 1700s and, you know, in the United States, because we haven't been here that long, but mm -hmm. this has always been used. And it just is the exposure that I've gotten. I recently did a consultation with somebody who went to some herbal classes and got some certifications. And she's like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. I said, yep, look at your lip and how the the top lip is not defined on the left side. That's on your sodium side and your B12 is deficient. And I just started naming all kinds of things. And she's sitting there and she's doing, well, they didn't teach me that in school mm -hmm. and they didn't teach me that in school. And so what I often tell people is, um, what are you doing on your spare time? You either want to learn information or you want to just sit down and let life pass you by. So I've just always been a junkie of holistic health information. Mm -hmm. But back in the day when we had other schools before, you know, in the 70s, people would do a lot of the energy work or you would do the naturopath side. Mm -hmm. Now it's all integrated. But I took classes on 
both sides of that. And it was taught in a way, seven of my teachers are past, have passed. And these, what I often tell people is you will never learn this information because we can't write it today. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's been- It's also something, <clears throat> so the I had- commissioner IEP has done. too much control over what we can produce today. A lot of my books that I have are, can no longer be in print. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, so I've always been talking about energies and energy work and stuff like that. And um, I see somebody here for IET um, occasionally. Um, Kristen had gone to her also, and then um, her friend and her mother-in-law and stuff like that. And so um, I think we're surrounded by it just in soul. That's just what, you know, what we do, I guess, and talk about. But for me, like, I always knew that I could sense and feel people, you know, like empathetic. I, so you have, you're more empathetic. Well, not even empathy. Oh, that an empathy somebody for mm -hmm. a first time, either carrying their bad energy or, you know, but whatever. that's what an empathetic like, does. Yes. So that's okay. that term. Mm -hmm. okay. You so have your warrior, your empath empathetic, you have only about, I think there's six categories on that one of which one you'll fall under. And a lot of times we'll fall under two or three, but the beauty is when we find the balance in all. Yeah. So the more when you take these tests and you can become all is the more you are no longer have a stuck mindset to only one way of thinking. Mm -hmm. The more diverse we can become and the more balanced, we use that word often and the more, the more we become balanced, we can see all things. We can see, you see, an empathetic person or is going to be the person who wants, when not in balance. So there's, in Chinese medicine, in Ayurvedic medicine, all of these things that I'm telling you, I can even layer this into Chinese medicine, the seven days of the week, the seven planets, the set. I mean, we could go into you know, layers and layers and layers. And when people tell me, oh, that's against your religion, I can tell them what year in Europe that that happened because in history, I have a friend, Alison Caldwell, she's a doctor and she's also a um, professor at a university and she teaches first level um, herbal classes and she goes into the different years and how it got casted out and how women could never be the person who was these, um, the healer because they would kill them. They would burn them and kill them. You know, when I often tell these stories, people look at you and say, Oh no. And I'm like, I can tell you which book you can go read. And you know, we often forget about our history, but when you take a very good course, history is the first thing they will teach you about that lesson so when i look at like you're telling okay so you see how i can now tell you who branched off of whose information and how their book is it you know who was their five teachers mm -hmm. how is that information coming in you know brian kate louise hay has i mean i could almost start naming all of them but i was watching a video yesterday and it was all the people that she was able to help and mold and grow and do more but when you go back, like one brain, there was three guys that 
taught that. That's how emotion code came out. That's how, so they're all branched off because in the seventies, you did not patent your work. You didn't trademark your work like you do now in order for ownership. So that's how the evolution of all of that happens, but you can always go back and see what were their influencers. And that's normally how, you know, the work in anything that we do today. But when you can go into eight, 1800, in the 1800s and start studying the um, psychology of how all of it. So the last classes I've been taking in this spiritual phytoessencing, he takes you back down that whole trail and you see where it started out. Books were, have been written for years on this work and people have been very intelligent and and today we say, oh, you know, you need to watch that. And I'm doing what these we've spoken words and created new words. And now don't we have an urban dictionary? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, words are always evolving. But aren't we back to where we were in the pyramid age of emojis? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I they built pyramids. We have I mean, we we can't even keep something to withstand a hurricane. So. Evidently, they knew what they were doing better than we did. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, for people that just don't know or haven't heard any of this before, until you kind of experience it, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, and so I'm so lucky to have all of you guys in my life um, to be exposed to all of this because... I mean, it's changed my life. And um, another cool thing that Chris does too is just because of the naturopathic doctor, um, you know, I've sent a lot of people to her um, to, she reads their blood work and things like that because that's why we're on the holistic side of things is, I have to be careful of my wordings. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, so I send people to have a consult with Chris so that she can read their labs and read their blood work and, you know, get answers instead of suggestions and medications mm -hmm. that so, go along. Yeah. When we do it in the holistic health realm, so the teachers that were before me that I've taken the classes from, they're uh, all, I mean, very, very well-established uh, master herbalist with the herbalist gill. And they or come from the background of actually working in labs. So, you know, when we take live blood cell analysis and you look underneath a microscope, so of course I'm a little bit older than y'all. So I did have a toy microscope. <laughs> we would dissect frogs. I lived in the country, you know, we would, I had brothers. Okay. So I had only <laughs> brothers. I probably ate more frogs or, you know, in a, it's raw state just from <laughs> being the girl that, you know, they needed to <laughs> shut up. So the point that I'm trying to make is that when you take live blood cell analysis and you take these classes, you don't see it from a, a point of, I'm going to diagnose you with a disease. Cause that's not what I do. What we look at is what is the nutritional deficiency and what is the whether you're over or under, there's a nutritional deficiency and we link that. I also do um, am very knowledgeable in the MTHRFs. I actually do a test that you know helps to convert it. Uh, somebody who's like, oh, we have this report for 247 pages. And I said, where that's gonna get you? What one thing you wanna know? A lot of times people, 
I will do all these tests on myself only because I'm gonna, how you say that, dive deep and always look at me. But one of the things is when a person comes to me, my, my main thing I'm asking them is, what do you want to know today? Because what you want to know today could be different from a week from now and three months from now. What do you want to change today? Uh, I've been very honored in that people trust me within the um, PALS community, which is um, partners for ALS. And I have worked hand in hand with somebody for over seven years. So that is the person that would become the husband to my friend that mm -hmm. she would meet a class reunion and he actually is not a hundred percent out of his wheelchair so don't get me wrong I mean he's but he no longer has a trach he is being able to walk around the apartment he can get up he is not bedridden and it is nutrition that has done that and I have a I mean I just I realized I opened emails today and I had somebody from South Korea we actually have people from all over the United States and the world right now contacting us because the people who are looking for hope and you know, hope is a willingness and that's a 310. So if at 36, I was stuck at 20 to be willing at 310 and have an optimistic point of view and to be hopeful is very courageous people in that ALS community. And to they're some of the most courageous people you'll ever meet and some of them finally say you know i'm done i want to i'm i'm exhausted i can't go anymore yet there's not much hope with them and what they're finding is is instead of doing all these liquid non-nutritional synthetic you know i often use this word um <clears throat> synthetic versus natural. And I actually have a whole entire list on my website where you can look at a vitamin and see what's its synthetic name, what's its natural name. And so when you're looking at your supplements that you're purchasing, are you purchasing and taking in synthetics, which the liver will have to process? Or are you taking in something of a natural source that a plant made that the through the soil, through the minerals, gave you a whole array of life-giving force. And I know Steph does the intermittent fasting and she talks about the macros. And I've worked with vegetarians. I've worked with uh, fruititarians. I have, I've been very honored in my area to attract. And that's because of my diversity of thinking and not in staying balanced and being able to help all people and not just have one way of thinking that, Oh, well, I can't do this. And well, a lot of times you have to be so open to be able to teach so many different people. And I admire that about Steph. When you bring it to the table, something you do today may not work tomorrow and you have to change. So are we willing there? I'm back to that word. Okay. 310. Are we willing to gain acceptance brings us to 350 to give us a reason at 400 to find love at 500, to ultimately experience joy at 540. And I'm going to tell you, I would go to peace in some of the other ones, but very few of us will see joy or understand joy, but it will come in glimpses. And, you know, I had this, um, I went to Moab, Utah, and I wanted to do this certain hike. And I've been having some issues with cardio lately and it took me a while, but I, I did walk, I did 
I did make it to the top, but an angel showed up half, I mean, about three quarters of the way. And finally, now I own my own uh, hiking sticks, but to cut the corner and see the formation of the rock I had been dreaming of for five months. I had been working with two chiropractors, actually had a bone spur and a couple other things on my foot going on. And uh, my husband was like, you're going to do this? I said, oh, yes, I'm going to do it. I don't care if you have to crawl behind you. You better get me my. So I do a lot of gardening. And I said, I'll, I'll put my pads on, but I'm making it to the top somewhere. I am going to see that rock formation. But that was the joy. And if you don't yeah. find glimpse, you don't, you don't live in joy every single day as a human because free will comes in the way. But find that joy. Find people who help you get to that joy. And don't ever think that I'm not going to find that. Depo find that drawer, empty it out, and start depositing what you want in your life in it. Mm, that is that is good stuff. I love that. Yeah, that's I love too smiling so big because joy has been, I didn't even know this, but it's been the word that I continue to write down over and over again. And I wanted to say something that's awesome about Kristen is that she is awesome at writing down affirmations, like a lot of them, like every day in journaling and stuff like that. And so now that you say that, like if you're not willing to, cause I've always been that said person, not always, I'm good at it now, I'm getting better. But that said person that's like, I don't know, I just, I can't journal. I just can't find the words, you know, whatever. And that just means I wasn't ready. Correct. Um, so Kristen's been doing that for quite some time. And, you know, we both came out of what we thought was like the worst year of our life in 2019. And, you know, 2020 has been so <laughs> hopeful and joyful and so many more things for both of us. And so um, that's pretty cool. You know, one of the things I want to say, and I know we'll probably be closing and wrapping it up. In 2018, I thought my life couldn't get any worse. And in 2019, I intentionally wrote a lot of things down. And to watch how they evolved was not how I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I had written down that I wanted to spend more time with my parents because they were getting older. And last year, we're at the one year anniversary where they moved into my house for three months. Watch wow. what you ask. Careful people. what you wish for. <laughs> yes, careful. What, so that's why I'm telling y'all, you know, in that, you never know how God is going to deliver it. So be ready. But my point to y'all is, is that when 2020, when I walked off the same plane that Steph walked off, or not exactly the same plane, but we walked off of planes on that Friday, March 13th, one thing I looked at my husband when we were exhausted in 30 hours of no sleep, I said to him, I said, we are going to change our minds and we are going to, I, I, I wish I could remember the word, but I mean, I used like some word of huge empowerment. Mm -hmm. And that's why I chose that word in our Bella Health program, because if you don't choose to empower yourself through what ever because we will always y'all we could go back and every year we can put what happened good what happened bad but as things keep moving it's our attitude that has to come to the table and has to see things with our our cup in a different way in order mm -hmm. to see that different outcome right now we have a choice we can either how how does it go you can either be the change 
or you can sit there and, you know, just wallow in your pond. Mm -hmm. And I don't choose to ever wallow in a pond any longer. I'm going to be the change that I want to see. I be love the change that. you wish to see in the world. Love that. And I love, I just love the glimpses of joy. It's so true. Like you expect perfection and things to always be perfect, but that's not the way life works. And if you just appreciate those glimpses of joy, um, it just makes getting through those hard parts, you know, a little easier and a little more worth it. Yes. It's always worth it in the end when you find joy because, you know, joy brings along the love, but, um, that joy it's something that it gets out of your head and it falls into your heart. And when it becomes a part of your heart, that is that vibrational frequency that you will forever have a, a hold on to and say, you know what, I'm going to do that because of that joy in the end. Mm-hmm. Love it. So good. You filled me up today. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Well, thank you all also for having me on and um, inviting me here and getting to know you, Kristen. I look forward to our our future endeavors of whatever uh, joy will bring because we will have some. And I know Steph and I are going on an island. We just have to find out what year it's going to (laughs) be. Yes. Oh, I got to open my drawer, put the passport in there, and write down what island we're going to. (laughs) You got it. Costa Rica works for me too. So I love that one. And I could, I, I used to that. I don't have to be on the Island. As long as I'm in that tropical rainforest, I'm doing good <laughs> and get me a little yoga <laughs> while I'm there. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for being here with us. And, um, for those of you that are, <laughs> I messed up. Um, she was going to be on with us two weeks in a row and I forgot we were in different time zones. And so, um, thank you so much for really, you cleared your calendar a couple of times for us. And, um, I'm so sorry for that confusion, but so thankful for your time. And, um, I get to see you tomorrow morning. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank y'all for having me. Take care. Thank awesome. you so much. You're Bye. Welcome. Tell Johnny. Hi. I sure will. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Whoa. I don't know if I'm sweating because of how amazing that was or because it's so freaking hot in here or because we talked so much about belly buttons. Um, but that was so good. <laughs> crazy though like Like it made me think like maybe I need to dive into not my belly button but the thoughts I have surrounding my belly button and why I'm so grossed out (laughs) it's it's so crazy and that's you know and again we've talked about it on here so many times and the very first time it wasn't Chris but it was Corinne that you know was like all right let's do an energy session and you know she's in Idaho and I'm here and I was like okay you know whatever but I I have a weekly standing meeting and it's insane. Um, so she's just, just like so full of knowledge and information. Oh. And I love that she can say the name of the book and the author and probably the p- chapter in the page. And like, it's just incredible. You can just see how like passionate she is and how much time and energy and, you know, how much of herself she's put into her, her craft and her passion. And it's pretty yeah. incredible super cool stuff so yeah if anyone's interested book with her you definitely won't be yeah we'll post uh, her um her website in the show notes and i don't know that was that was 
That was amazing. I love the glimpses of joy part. It's so true. Yeah. So, so true. I think we're always yearning for like this perfection that just literally doesn't exist. And I love the idea of like, if you're single of just like, do you have space in your life for someone? Right? Like, do you have space in the closet? (laughs) Do you have space in the drawer? And then fill it with, you know, like, put things. Right. You got to make some space. Right. Yeah, that was. But you know, you've heard and, you know, you hear of people saying, I prayed for my son's wife or I, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? And so mm-hmm. it, it does really follow along those lines. And it is, I don't know. It's so cool. I'm so glad we got, you know, you know how bad I felt about the mix up with the time I and know. everything. I know it happens and though. It's sit here with a smile on my face, listening to her talk, because that, that is the thing is she is just so like, as much as I'm into all of this stuff, like, I mean, I don't, even have a yeah clue compared to her hate to say it she's like she's amazing she's amazing oh my gosh it is so hot in here but I wish you were here I'm ready I'm just ready you put made that post the other day I'm like yeah I'm ready for that too come back (laughs) I know I just want to come there come back Um, and Stellan uh FaceTimed me three times while we were just in that zoom he wants oh. to come on the 17th. So I'm hoping that that we're, that's only like a week away. So I'm praying oh that that can work out. And the 17th is June, is June, like like eight, nine days from now or something. Yeah, like it's not far away. Um, and then he and Caleb want to fly back together then on July 1st. Um, so I have an appointment with the endocrinologist at on the 24th right. to just like it's a Zoom doctor appointment so we just talk to her and see her thoughts and that will give me peace I'm sure um with everything oh I love that yeah so I imagine will you just will you have him I don't I mean he haven't been anywhere I was gonna say do you have him tested my only thing would be do you have him tested after he gets off the plane but yeah I know but I think, I doesn't it take time once it takes time to once you're, cause he would have just been, I don't know. I'm just going to pray about it and find, yeah, find peace with it because I miss him. I have not seen my I, son in yeah, six girl, months. I mean, get the Corona. Right. I mean, yeah, I just, I miss him. So I, <laughs> I cannot wait. I do hear a lot of people at this point just saying like, listen, me then too. Let me get it. So let me get many people it. could, because people are just cannot continue to be stuck yeah yeah it's it's tough for yeah. sure yeah yay well I'll be praying about that that's amazing either way it is I can't wait I can't yeah. wait I'm excited about that I'm glad you made the appointment with his doctor too. me too that'll just make me feel better yeah. Just to hear sure. her, her thoughts on it. So they'll both be very excited. Asher will be ecstatic. I, I haven't even decided if I want to tell him or if I just want to go pick up Stalin and surprise not. him. <laughs> I would not. Just because that, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. That would be priceless for sure. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, that was incredible. It is what? We're halfway through June at this point. And yeah. yeah. Live in the ground. That's right. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even have anything. I don't either. I'm like, oh, I ordered groceries today. Uh, That was exciting. Uh, 
get to pick those up tomorrow. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Chad, yeah, got the Instacart. Yep. Cleaned my floors. I did a go to lo- I did go out to met my friend for lunch, so I did do that. Yeah. We went to Kava. Oh, where did you go? Kava. Oh, Kava. There was no one around. I ordered from the okay. app. She put a mask nice. on, went inside, grabbed it, and like no one was near us, so it was perfectly fine. It was a beautiful day. Um, yeah, so that was nice to catch up and get out and feel human. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else is the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. That's right. Happy Monday, everybody. And I don't know. We'd love to hear what you thought of today and what your thoughts are. And maybe if you have any questions, we could relay them and get an answer for you because that was just like, it was so much information, but it was just so cool yeah think of your words that's right speak careful better careful how you speak to yourself right and I loved too just looking up the definition is this a word that I want to continue to use to describe myself or about how I feel or you know and how that came up the push whatever Mm -hmm. is because I'm doing a training series for my team and it was going to be called push to 5k or push, to, right. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she sent me the definition of push mm-hmm. and then she sent me the definition of rise. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. You know? But then what I said was, I was like, well, I love rise. And then I was like, maybe we could do like rise together. And then I'm like, no, that's Rachel Hollis. And what in speaking the world, of what in the world, Rachel and Dave and Chris and Heidi Powell, they are like, like I'm, the world's ending. I'm telling you, the world's ending. <laughs> the everything's falling apart. Wait, I don't understand. How do you hide that when every single? I don't know. I don't know. It makes me sad. It does. I, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, so that's what we were talking about going to an island. Um, because I'm like, I just stay in my happy bubble. I don't watch the news stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. Yeah. Like I. I've overcome so much anxiety and worry and fear and doubt and shame and guilt that mm-hmm. I just don't want to be there. You know, I right. want to, I want to be where it's hot all the time and where people are happy and right. I don't know. Right. But okay. We're, we're 70 minutes in. We made awesome. up for a shorty, a shorty last week. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, yay. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Later. that's a wrap on another episode of activate if you found value or were simply entertained please subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform also be sure to follow us on activate pod on facebook and instagram so you don't miss a thing thanks for your support today is the perfect day to activate your life we love y'all